Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So good morning, Charged Up Studio listeners, and welcome back to another episode where you get charged up for success. I'm Dana Olivo, your host and CEO of Market Atomy LLC. For many years prior to venturing out on my own, I worked within the architectural, engineering, and construction industry as a marketer and a strategist. 80% of the work that we pursued during those years involved government-procured projects. Two things I learned while pursuing these projects. First, the response and procurement process was a very difficult and time-consuming process. And secondly, once you won the first project, others were much easier to procure. However, these projects were primarily designed for larger and more experienced companies. Well, today's guests are here to let us know that procuring government-funded projects is not only for the large established businesses, but rather there are many no-bid and special projects set aside specifically for early-stage businesses. We're going to find out exactly how and why we as small business owners should be exploring these avenues. So let's please welcome to Charged Up Studio, Mr. Chip Ellis and Mr. Sebastian Allaire, both with the International Association of U.S. Government Contractors. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you for for having us. Love to be here. And I'm so glad to have you guys here. I see a lot of, of advantages moving forward in bringing this to not only our audience, but to the clients of Marketatomy and Marketatomy Academy. So I'm really excited about what stands ahead for us. So pursuing federal contracts, while lucrative, can be very daunting and confusing. Coming from the industry that I have, I have extensive knowledge um, in responding to RFPs for major projects, but also I know that the government has a small business set-aside program for minority-based businesses. The no-bid process is something I'm not really familiar with. But before we get started, though, can you tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you got involved in the federal contracting business? Absolutely. Sebastian, you want to start? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I... Didn't, I, I knew nothing about federal contracting uh, until I met Chip about a, about a year and a half ago uh, at a church event. And he, I asked him, I go, hey, how you doing? What is it that you do? He goes, well, I basically help companies obtain no-bid federal contracts. I said, what? What is that? 
of course, intrigued immediately. And we started talking and he told me a little bit about the process. And um, I got a chance to see it firsthand with some of the people and some of the businesses he was helping and um, decided to join the association uh, and help him uh, you know, full time probably about a year ago. And it's been an adventure since then. And, and our relationship has just grown. And, and uh, I just love how he's helped so many people and how this association really makes a difference uh, in the business community. Yeah, Very nice. Good. Sebastian's been instrumental. And in, in a quick background on how I got into this, this crazy game, I was 30 years in telecom, uh, sold a company to AT&T. I retired you know, and, and I was living in Florida at the time and my son was still in school, went to school and I didn't have anybody to play with. So uh, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce in D.C. called me and they said that they had a program to teach small businesses, small businesses only, no big guys, small businesses, how to get no bid federal contracts. And like Sebastian, I was like, what, you can do that? Like, I had no idea. And so I said, well, listen, my kids in school, I really can't commute up to you know, I can't move to DC and they go, no, no, no. Why don't you just commute up here? Cause we're a nationwide program. We need someone to lead our program. So I'd fly up on Monday back on Friday. And for two years, we just helped thousands of small businesses get into the, get no bid federal contracts. And then back in 2008, remember 2008, some of your listeners, right? The sky was falling the last recession. Yeah. 2008, the chamber decided not to present this program anymore. And this is my give back. Like I'm retired. Okay. My heart is all I want to do is just help you small businesses grow that, you know, thrive instead of just survive. So I went to Tom Donahue, still the president of the U S chamber. I said, Tom, really? Like, what do you mean you're turning this off? The board doesn't want to do this anymore. Well, he explained it's one of the few educational things they did. And I said, well, can I buy the program? you know, because this, you know, this is my life now. And, and to show you the heart of the chamber, he sold it to me for a dollar. So in yeah. February of 08, we, 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 we launched the International Association of U.S. Government Contractors. I couldn't pick a name you can say in one breath, right? Like I had to go there. Anyway, we started that in 2008. And since then, we've helped well over 2,000 small businesses launch into this biggest customer in the world, this U.S. Uh, federal government. But we're, we share with people how to do it without the bid process. Because frankly, Dana, you know, there's got to be a hundred right ways to do federal contracting. Literally, there's got to be a hundred right ways. And so what we found was that this no bid process is the fastest, easiest. No, let's not pretend it's, it's not easy, but it's the easiest way and the lowest cost way to get into the federal government. Because to your point, if you try to bid, you need past experience. So follow this. How do you get past experience if you can't win a bid because you can't win a bid because you don't have past experience? And so good luck for you listeners out the there. Chicken, the chicken and the egg syndrome all over. Yes. Yeah. If you ever tried federal contract, remember, we're just talking federal, not city, county, state, school board. That's right. a whole different animal we're not talking yeah. about today. But that whole process is so crazy. So we found that the no bid process is the way to get that past experience. And so even if you're a startup, you're a solopreneur, your revenues are under $100,000. 
you don't have an office even before COVID, you didn't have an office, okay? You don't have employees. So many people think they need all that. They need to be in business for two or three years. You know, you probably heard that myth out there. Oh, I can't do that because it's, no, all that's out the window. You can absolutely get a, a no-bid federal contract as a startup. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so <laughs> I've got so many things running through my head right now. <laughs> So no bid federal contracts, this originally started as a federal program, right? It was a U.S. Chamber of Commerce program. Oh, it was a U.S. Uh-huh. Chamber of Commerce. It was a U.S. Chamber of Commerce. They, they literally had done it for over 30 years. Okay. They taught this program, but they only taught it to U.S. Chamber of Commerce members. So if you weren't a member of the chamber, you didn't get access to it. And... Um, so when we spun it out of the chamber, of course, we opened it for everybody. So we're not part of the U.S. chamber anymore. We're our own association. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But was this something that was federally funded? Well, the federal government has two ways to award contracts. Actually, city, county, state does too. They can put it out to a competitive bid that we're all used to, right? They post it online and... and. Uh, by the way, the average federal bid spec, to your point, Dan, is like is 83 pages. Like, raise your hand if you want to write a novel just to win a bid. Mine were um, like this. Yeah, like this, right? <laughs> Mine were like three inches thick. Crazy. <laughs> and it was two manuals. One yeah. was the experience manual, and the other one was the financial manual. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's about that bad just to get a little $5,000 project. So, of course, yeah. it's just daunting and who wants to play that game. And so the federal government, it's right in the FAR. So for you listeners, the FAR is simply the law for federal contracting. It stands for the Federal Acquisition Regulation. It's just how the cool thing is with the federal government, everything's black and white. And so in black and white, they have these laws to, that the federal people can put out no big contracts. But here's what's interesting about it. They can only do it to small companies. See, they have enough big companies. They have all the big companies they need and more. Mm-hmm. What they don't have is enough small companies. Dana, can I share a few, a few of the laws? I promise not to put people to sleep. No, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah. So guys, listen to these laws because not to bore you, but you're, in your mind, you're thinking, can I win a contract, right? That's the number one question we all have in our mind is, yeah, okay, it might be good for other people, but can I, pers- can I win contracts in some reasonable way? Listen to these three laws, and I think you'll be able to answer for yourself whether you can or not. Here's the first law, FAR 19502.2. Here's the first law. Every federal contract that's $150,000 or less has to go to a small business. Oh, every contract, 150 grand or less. By the way, 91.5% of federal contracts are $150,000 or less. Virtually all of the contracts, more than nine out of 10 contracts have been set aside for small companies. Now we're not talking about minority, woman-owned, all that. That's a different set aside. I'm just talking about if you're a small business, Okay. Here's the second law. They spend $600 billion every year on goods and services, stuff we want to sell to them. Like, I don't even know how many zeros that is. Maybe you can help us out. So I don't even know. (laughs) So of the $600 billion, 
$410 billion has been set aside just for small businesses. And here's the third law. When a big company does win a competitive bid, because big by law, big companies have to bid. Us small guys, we get to go after these no-bid contracts. When a big company wins a bid, 31.7% of the big guy's contract has to be outsourced to a small guy. Exactly. Now, I knew that much. Right? So <laughs> but, everyone's the, the, thinking, but the percentage has jumped up. Right. And now, so everyone's thinking, oh, this is a big guy game. I'm too small. I can't. No, this is a little guy game. Because let me tell you what we got last year, people. Of those 150,000 and under contracts, it represented 40 million contracts. 40 million contracts. Guess what? We only got 6.7% of those. What? Wait a second, Chip. You said the law said we're supposed to get 100% and we got 6.7%. Like 93% of the contracts that belong to small companies went to big companies. And of the money, the 410 billion they set aside for us, we left $300 billion on the table. Are you kidding me? Now you know what Sebastian and I, what gets us up every day, our heart, this, this, like we are just passionate. We're crusading across the US saying small business guys, Look at how much money we're leaving on the table. Why? Why do so many small businesses not get all this money that we're due? Here's why. Either we don't show up at all. Right. Danny, you, may, you, you probably know this stat. Only 2% of small businesses in the United States who should and could get a federal contract have bothered to register and it's free. Yep. No filing yeah. fee. It's free. Only 2%. Do you get like if you decide to get into federal contracting, you just eliminated 98% of your competitors, bang, one, one throw. So it's just completely insane that this is going on, Dina. Completely right. insane. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, we've been talking about it um, prior to the, the podcast and everything. And like I said, I have experience on the big contract side. Okay. Um, but on the small contract side. Now, my question is, these no-bid contracts, they don't require what we call the 8A certification process, right? Right. That's They're not such a great, set-asides. That's such a great question. Can I share a little bit about set-asides? Because yeah. this is a very confusing area and they're always changing it. So, right. you know, what you knew yesterday is different today. But guys, set-asides are simply, they have a set-aside. Uh, here's the major set-asides. If you're a service-disabled veteran-owned small business, that's the golden check mark. That is the golden set aside. So anybody, any of you who are service-disabled, that thank you for your service, number one. And number two, you got a license to print money. We, you, you got to get into this. The second one is veteran-owned. So you got disabled vet, vet. And then way, like way down there, I need a telescope to see it. Way down there, we have... Woman-owned, woman-minority-owned. We have hub zone, which is where your your business is in a a special economic zone. We have um, uh, Native American Indian. That's about it. So they have those set-asides. But because nine out of 10 contracts are going to big companies, let's forget Women, minority, all all these set-aside stuff, that plays big with city, county, state, school board. With the federal government, guys, 
nine out of 10 contracts are going to big companies because no small business is showing up with any kind of set aside. Because the law says if you show up properly, right, you got to show up, but you also have to show up properly. If you show up properly, the law says they can't give it to the big guy. They got to give it to you. I mean, come on now, 35 million contracts are given to big guys instead of us. Like one would change your life. Like get one of the 35 million contracts they gave to a big company and see what that would do for your micro business. No, that's exactly it. So what you're saying is they don't necessarily have to be 8A certified. No, 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 no. So 8A certified for your listeners, that's simply where you're a minority business, could be man or woman, but you prove you prove with tax returns that you're a horrible business person. You got to prove it. It takes about three months to prove that you're not a good business person. So people think if they get this 8A certification, but let me share with you and and all your listeners, here's the biggest problem the federal government has. Let's step into their shoes just for a second. We've got these three laws where basically they have to use small businesses, right? Here's their problem. Small businesses don't do what they say. Now, not you guys on the call because you've got Danny to help you. But they don't do what they say. So here's what happens. They get a contract, they screw it up. And so that is the biggest problem the buyer has with everything. Right, right. You've got to be able to do a good job. So when you talk about um, properly submitting for these small uh, contracts, what do you mean by properly submitting? That's a great question. We have, and by the way, do we answer the 8A question? So you don't want 8A until you have experience. Right, right. Right? Exactly. Right, you, get, you use the no bid process. You don't get the 8A, get contracts with no bid, get experience, then get the 8A because now you're the best of both worlds. Yes. Because now you've proved you've done a good job and you've got the 8A certification, which does help you win contracts. And so now you've got a license to print money but people get it too quickly. They get it before they have contracts, thinking they'll get contracts and all it does is prevent them from getting contracts because they're mm-hmm. now they're really afraid of you because you prove with tax returns you're not a good business person. Right, mm-hmm. right, okay. By the way, there's an 8M too, Dana. There's an 8M oh, for women owned. Okay, had to be a guy thought of that. 8M for a woman owned? I don't know. I don't know where they came up with that. But uh, there's an 8M registration, but it's the same concept as 8A, where the women-owned business owners out there, I know there are a lot of you in the growing, don't get that thing until you reach about 300,000. I'll just throw this out. When you've done $300,000 in federal contracts, which most of us are doing the happy dance with 300 grand, Mm -hmm. you normally get there in about nine months. You don't want to get any of these special certifications like 8A, 8M. You, you don't want to do any of that stuff. In fact, you don't even want to try to bid until you've received about 300 grand. We find that's the magic number. Over 300 grand, now they know, like, and trust you, and you can win a bid. Yeah. You can get the 8A certification and get even more. So that's kind of the first goal. So sorry, I just wanted to clarify. Yeah, no, no, no. I appreciate those are great certifications. They just don't work until you reach three hundred. 
and and that was always the the biggest thing when I've worked with small companies going for these certifications is the experience level when they couldn't meet that experience level. Yeah. But I like what I like what I'm hearing here. So with that being said, like I said, what is a proper um, uh, application per se? So the U.S. Chamber and now us, we broke it down into seven very specific steps to, to show up properly and then let the laws take effect. And uh, to run through very quickly, the first step, there's two registrations. Now, there's no filing fee. It's a free registration, but you have to do it perfect. You have to do this. That's the way it is with everything government, everything government, because you don't do it perfect. Remember, they're already afraid of you because you're a small business. So if you don't do that right, they don't think you do anything right and you'll never get a contract. So the first thing is you've got to have these the, the CM registration, the SBA. Perfect. The second thing is they have a capability statement. Remember those? Fun, fun things. This is a uh-huh. one-page company resume, people. And they've changed the form. It's got to be in this exact perfect format now, or you can't have a contract. And by the way, when you see the format, it is ugly. It's ugly. It's unprofessional. We've actually had clients go, no, we can't go out with this. Our brand, you know, it's not our brand. Oh. I'm, like, look. <laughs> I'm like, look, you want to protect your brand and make no money, or do you want to go out with this ugly like thing, this one page resume and make money. Like, what do you want? Do you want, do you want to keep your brand or do you want to make a million dollars? Like the what do you want to do? Is, the government has always been, you know, no frills, nothing. Okay. Yeah. Everything is in, in, in wordy verbiage. Oh my oh. God. Oh. You know, that's where all the paper comes from. But, you know, I happen to be registered with Sam. Okay. And, um, the problem is, and, and address this too for my, because I know that some of my listeners have gone through this. Once you register with Sam, mm-hmm. and and can you tell our listeners what is Sam? So Sam is the certification for you to register to legally sell to the federal government. Right. So there's 4,600 agencies like the post office. If you want to sell to them, you have to do this registration called Sam. I don't know, system award management system. I don't even know what CM chat. Yeah. Anyway, you got to do that. When you do that, you get back what's called a cage code, like a bird cage. It's a five digit alphanumeric number. And now you legally can sell to the federal government. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And there's no filing fee for that. There's no, that's yeah. a freebie. And, and that's where I was going with this is to, to explain to my listeners there, this is not something that you should be charged for unless you want to pay for it. There are companies mm-hmm. out there and they will send you emails on a oh. regular basis after you've registered with Sam saying that this is out of date or, you know, you're missing this information, you know, things like that. Make sure you look down at the bottom. And if they say they are not part of the federal government, it's for a fee. <laughs> yes. Amen. Amen. Exactly. So these are the kind of things that um, I think it's important because being able to get federal experience is only going to strengthen small businesses. I agree with that. All right. What when when um, what types of businesses or industries or whatever fall within the no bid? Oh, that's that's a beautiful question. Um, by the way, our website, fedprofits.com, 
right on the homepage has a tab for the top 40 industries that they buy. So if you want to know if you're in a top 40 industry, uh, you can just go to our website. It's fedprofits, fedprofits.com and just click on their top 40. But let me give you general categories so you can, guys can get a feel. Um, there's 361,000 federal buildings in the U.S. Uh, hello, probably 3,000 in Orlando, okay, South Florida. So if you do anything along the lines of building, maintenance, repair, and operations, like you're in anything building, maintenance, repair, and operation, awesome. If you're in IT, number one thing they buy, IT, number two, building, repair, maintenance. So by the way, when I say that the electrician, the drywaller, the landscaper, the janitorial service, you can get prime contracts, not just be a sub, which is really, really cool because you make more money if you're the prime instead of the sub. So even though you may have a general contractor that's overlooking the project, you got your contract directly, which is really cool. Oh, and by the way, you only if you need licenses, if you're licensed in one state, let's say you're licensed in Florida, it gives you all 50 states. Why? No permit pe pulling people. No <laughs> permit pulling. I know mm -hmm. you're going to run to do this, aren't you? I, I know. Yeah. So IT is great. Medical supply, obviously anything PPE equipment now because crazy with this whole COVID thing. And um, which is fantastic. Energy is gigantic, you know, from traditional, but the solar energy, the wind farm. So if you're in solar, anything, any kind of energy, LED lights, you know, anything that saves energy is really super big these days. And maybe a fifth category, management consulting. Oh my goodness. I was going to say, it, what about service-based? What, you know, 60% of what they buy are services, 40% yeah. products. And on the service side, management consulting is just spectacular, but IT service, telecom service, I mean, you name it service, they buy it. In fact, let's talk about three things they don't buy. It's easier guys. Three things they don't buy. Number one, they don't need banking. Why? Because they print money. You with me? They print money. They don't need bank. Number two, they don't need any insurance products. They self-insure for the most part. So if you're insurance, it's not going to work. And the third thing is you really have to be more commercial oriented than residential oriented. Meaning if you're in air conditioning, you know how to, you need to know how to work on the big ton unit up on the roof, not the little like residential air conditioners. That makes sense. It's really a, a commercial type thing. All these, right. all these commercial buildings. Mm -hmm. So let's take myself, my company, and this academy that I have that we've talked about, okay? If I wanted to get in front of, say, the, well, we're, we're dropping down to city and county now. Um, Post office or the Army, Navy. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think, you know, Park as far service. as, I mean, even, and you know, the Army, Navy, let's, let's say that, FABOB, you know, all of this. If I wanted to get this academy in front of them with a federal bid, could that be done? With a federal, no bid. Yeah, absolutely. Because let's think about the academy just for a quick second as, yeah. a, as a cool example. So every day we have our military people transitioning off the base. Exactly. By the That's way, everybody out there, please hire military, please hire military, please hire military. Okay. Exactly. Especially with what's going on with COVID oh, right now. Please, please, please hire them. And they're awesome employees. And by the way, you get a $5,000 tax credit for everyone. 
uh, that you hire. So you need to look into that. But anyway, um, so they have programs to help their people transitioning. Now, 90%, maybe more, just want a job. Like they want to come out and go work for Office Depot. You with me? They, they want it. They're used to kind of that big, the structure, et cetera. But there's about 10% who want to be entrepreneurs. But like all of us entrepreneurs, the first time we start, like we're like, we've got this idea. And so they have this idea. And so what do they do? And so they act, there's actually programs on the base to help them start to get their mind around. Do I want to be an entrepreneur? And how do I do that? And so the academy would be spectacular on every military base to say, hey, a year before you're out, if you know, you're looking, but remember there's two and a half million. You with me? Like there's thousands who want to be an entrepreneur that are, you know, graduating every month. And these thousands of of new entrepreneurs, they, they're like all of us first time entrepreneurs, we need help. Like we need the Academy. We need coaching. And if you don't have that, you know, it seems like, I don't know why, you know, I went to the university of Michigan business school. It did not prepare me guys. A formal business degree did not prepare me for my own company. You guys with me? Uh, 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 uh. You need stuff like the, the academy. Why? Because you need the practical day-to-day stuff of how to run your business and stay in business and do things the right way. And I'm telling you, I'll give you some stats. Dan, that this will blow your, your reader's mind, blew my mind. This is from the Chamber uh, uh, the Department of Commerce. A million businesses are started every year in the U.S. By the way, this is 2019 pre-COVID, okay? These numbers, yeah. will they, they sound like COVID numbers, but they're not. 2019, a million businesses started in the U.S., 400,000 out of business after 12 months. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, another 400,000 out of business in, two years. in the next five years, yeah, or two, right? Yeah. And by the way, if you make it five years, you're not out of the woods because 80% of those who make it five years are out of business in the next five years, 4% make it. Yeah. 4% make it. Mm-hmm. This is our heart. This is why we want to help you guys. Right. And we can help you with federal contracts, but you need the academy. Like if only 4% make it and what's the reason? Cause they, don't, they just don't know what they don't know. That's all yeah. super smart, super cool ideas. But if you don't know what you don't know, that's You're true. out of business. Yeah. That's what I had four failures. Okay. Like when I, you see me twitch a little bit, that's why I've had, had two miserable so. failures. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, and like I said, it's my heart too, to work with, with micro, you know, with my listeners out there, the micro business owners that are struggling daily just to keep the doors open, mm-hmm. um, struggling with what I call OPA, which is overwhelm. They become so overwhelmed, they become paralyzed, and then they just avoid things, hoping that it'll take care of itself, you know. And a lot of it is all due to the fact they don't know where to look for the help that they need. And that's what we're trying to do. This is one resource. What you're bringing to the table right now is a resource that's already proven in the past. Okay, past history. How many of these companies that come and 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 come to you for these no bid opportunities, um, once they're properly introduced, how many of them walk away with a contract? About forty percent. 
about 40 percent mm-hmm. okay. why not a hundred percent because the law says they have to give them a try but only 40 percent get a try so maybe I can share with your listeners uh, a few reasons why you won't reach 300,000, the magical 300,000 and, right. and be able to uh, have some past experience. Here's the first one. You have to be good at relationship selling. So if I can compare bidding to no bidding just for a second, in bidding, you go to a website, you find an opportunity on the website, you download it, you dot your I's, you cross your T's, you put a stupid low price and you send it in. Like that's the bid game. With the no bid process, instead of that, instead of looking for opportunities and bidding for them, you look for the federal buyers, you find them, you find the buyers who buy what you sell, you then build a relationship with them and then they call you and they get out the no bid list, which is about three inches thick. By the way, each buyer in the federal government, there's about 20,000 of them. They spend each buyer spends about $75 million a year on stuff. Like one buyer will change your life. One buyer, you can't do in 10 lifetimes what one buyer could give you. Well, Imagine it's like if, once you get in there, once and you, you get prove in yourself, you're in for good. You are in. Yeah. You are in. So that's kind of the game is you got, you, you just got to get in. That's the, that's the whole key. Mm -hmm. And those relationships, do you have to have the contact contact or have they opened up to virtual and and things like that? Yeah, they've opened up to virtual now, you know, phone calls and zoom and, and they're doing physical again. And so, um, but you got to build a relationship. So if you're not good, because people say, oh, you know, this no bid thing sounds too good to be true. And it's like, yeah, let's see you build a relationship, a professional relationship over four or five months before you get one contract. Yeah. Okay. And so you have to be fantastic. So listeners, if you're not good at personal relationship, like get good at person, you know, you got to do that or don't do this. Um, and that personal to- relationship comes out of the passion for what you do. Okay. If you demonstrate that passion and that motivation, you're going to automatically begin that relationship process. Yep. So we spend, you know, we have different programs to help people get contracts and we spend most of our time just teaching best practices on how to build relationships. You know, nothing we've made up. We partner with Sandler sales training. I don't know if you guys know Sandler. I know Sandler. Yeah. Great, great. Um, not your, not your father's sales training, is it? It's, it's relationship based. Yeah. yeah. And um, so we use that. We use just every way we can. We don't make anything up, but we, we pull from everywhere to help our clients build a relationship. Because if you can't do that, you're not getting, by the way, with all of that work, 60%, they're just not able. There's kind of a, a group of folks out there. And this is why I'm saying, hey, don't even start this process if this is you, okay? It's not good or bad. It's just not, you know, federal contracting is not for you. If you're that kind of person who loves to be online, you know, get that contract, find it online, download it, send it in. Not that old-fashioned kind of belly-to-belly personal relationship. Do not do federal contract. This is not for you. This requires kind of that old-fashioned build a relationship kind of thing. That's the key to success. I know right. it's it's that simple, but it's that hard. Right. Mm-hmm. Some people, that's just not them. And yeah. so they should, 
they may be in the right industry, but they shouldn't try this. Right. Mm -mm. Do not do it. Well, we're coming up on the end of another Charged Up podcast. And I'd like to ask, would you be willing to come back and do a free webinar? I would, I would love to uh, put on, we have specifically, we call it Thrive in the Recession Through the Power of No Big Contracts. It's, it's two Good. hours, guys. Well, 90 minutes, but 30 minutes for Q&A. And we would love to give it to your, you know, kind of exclusive. We do charge, normally we charge 200 bucks uh, per person, but we give it to, uh, to the Academy, no charge and for Academy people. And here's the cool thing about it. At the end of two hours, you'll know, here's the, we'll give you the good, the bad, and the ugly of no big contracting much more than we could give in a short podcast. This has been awesome. But we'll give yeah. you the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll go in deep. And at the end of the two hours, you'll either be like, like chip, that was awesome. What's the next step? Or you're going to be like chip, get away from me. This is <laughs> not for me. You'll know if it's a fit. The whole point is, is this a fit? So it's exploratory, right? Yeah. You're going to come see and go, Yep, it's for me or no, it's not. And here's the cool thing. You won't need to think about it after. Like you won't be wondering, oh, okay, that was kind of cool. No, you'll either be like, I got it. This is how I'm going to grow my business next year. Or you're going to say, Mm-mm, not for me. Exactly. For me. Exactly. Thanks, thanks for putting I'm, it on. You know, I'm getting ready to also um, push out an annual planning. And I would love to be able to get this in front of people so that they can include this into their annual planning for 2022, nice. you know, and stuff like that as one of their revenue streams that they go after, you know, beautiful. Um, yeah, Cause it might not be their top target market. No, but no. it's gotta be in their top five. <laughs> exactly. 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 All right. So um, that is primarily what we've got for this. Any last minute remarks you want to make? Well, I just appreciate so much what you do, guys. We were talking off air about how with our program, because the biggest problem with the federal buyer is, is that they, the small business doesn't do what they say. That's their biggest problem. We're, our board of directors is actually talking about if you want in our program, you have to be attached to like Dana's Academy. And if you're not, we don't want you because you're, you're going to get a contract and then you're not going to perform on it and you're going to be set, you know, you're out of federal contracting and you know, it's all bad. And so um, I, I would just leave you with, with, you've got to get these business basics and, and federal contracting should be, can be part of it right now as a startup, as long as you've got that help along the way, right, right from the start. Right. No, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Can you let me know, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you should they want to? Oh, thank you. Hey, the best way, guys, is just go to FedProfits, FedProfits.com. In fact, we got a cool report. It's free. There's a little thing. You can put your name and email. We'll send you a report and kind of get you on the mailing list and and start. We won't spam you, but we'll send you some really cool information uh, and, and, and get you plugged in that way. So fedprofits.com, F-E-D, profits with an S, profits.com, fedprofits.com. 
Mm-hmm. And also, once we have a date set for the webinar, I will be pushing it out. So watch for uh, the webinar date at marketatomy.academy. So that concludes our podcast for today. Please leave a review on any of the streaming platforms that you're listening to us on or go to our Charged Up Studio Facebook page and leave a review there. Charged Up Studio is a product of Marketatomy Academy, the e-learning system specifically designed for the micro business owner. For more information and to register for many of our courses, go to marketatomy.academy. That's it, folks. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Charged Up Studio, where small micro business owners get charged up for success. And thank you once again, Sebastian and Chip, for joining me this week. Very exciting. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.